talking about praying for people. I have a card that's kind of bent over because in my office here at, at church, there's, a, there's people that I pray for, missionaries, international workers, workers that are, are loving the Lord and doing the work. I got these cards. And, you know, sun shines in and it's kind of rounded over. It doesn't stand very well. But one of the people that I pray for on a regular basis is Jesse, Jesse Wagner. And he's here with us today. In fact, this is the fifth Sunday. What do we do on the fifth Sunday here at Gateway Church? It's? Wow. Praise the Lord, man. Yeah. Mission Sunday. And so Jesse's here from Taiwan. And uh, I've been praying for him on a weekly basis. And now I got this Colossians 1, 9 through 12 prayer, Jesse, that I'm going to include as I pray for you. Two years ago, he was here. We sent him out. I ran across that date yesterday. I was looking at some things, and it was July 2014, and I ran across the fact that on a Sunday, I don't remember exactly which Sunday it was, we sent Jesse off to Taiwan. You remember that day? I mean, it seemed like it was three months ago. It was two years ago. Jesse's here. He's working with the Christian and Missionary Alliance, the denomination that we're a part of. He works in the, the, the department called Envision, and he, he's going. He's been there. He's been on site, and he's going to come today. He's going to share his story with us at, at Gateway. When you leave today, I want you to pick up one of these cards, all right? I want you to take it home with you. I want you to spend time every week praying for Jesse. So Jesse, come on up. He's a brother of ours. We love him. Yeah. All right, Jesse, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray for you, all right? Sounds good. Lord, thank you for our brother. We just open up our hearts now to receive from Jesse. He's got a word, a testimony, and, and we need to hear this as a family. He's a part of our family, a growing family after God's heart. Here's a young man that has a heart after you, God. So anoint his words, anoint his lips. Soften our hearts to receive this good seed now. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Share your heart, friend. Awesome. Thanks, Paul. Good morning, church family. How are you guys? Good. It's so good to be back. Hey, this is awesome. I'm super excited that you guys are doing this. Uh, I love this idea of praying for people. Um, we, we, I think, take for granted how vital prayer is, how powerful prayer is, and uh, how God hears our prayers. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that this morning, um, and just some experiences I've had this last year uh, in Taiwan, and how God has answered some prayer. Um, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Jesse. I started coming to Gateway back in uh, December of 2011. At that time, I was teaching at Spectrum High School over by Walmart, if you know where that is. Uh, some of you are my students, actually, that are here today, so hey, guys. Uh, so yeah, in, uh, in, in the summer of 2013, actually, I felt like God really had put it on my heart to uh, pursue him in a different way that I hadn't done before, and that was Taiwan. So three weeks from the time that I decided, hey, God, I think you have something more for me, I was on the ground in Taiwan going, what the heck have I done? So uh, it was pretty crazy, but that was a, a year of internship that I did with a program called Envision. And Envision is part of the Christian and Missionary Alliance. Uh, it's kind of like a mission training organization. That's probably the best way for me to describe it. Um, if 
you guys know what YWAM is? It's kind of like a YWAM. It's like our version of YWAM. And we have 22 sites around the world. Each site's a little bit different. Our site focuses on business as mission. So we have a coffee shop and a church. And uh, I'm going to show a video in just a second, and that'll give you a little bit more of a, a bird's eye view of what we do in Taipei, Taiwan. If you don't know where Taipei, Taiwan is, a lot of people, even my relatives, go, oh, have fun in Thailand. Um, it's not Thailand. Uh, it's, it's Taiwan, and it's a little island off of the east coast of China. So just a little guy there. If you look at your map, you'll have to zoom way in, but we're there. A uh, little island, about 24 million people, and I live up in the capital city of Taipei. And uh, my position at the site is to oversee our interns and our, uh, our short-term teams. So we, we host interns throughout the year. Actually, one of my interns is here today. Sky, wave your hand. Sky's at home. She's raising support. She, uh, yeah, she's here with some of her family. Sky uh, came last September, and I got to do the last year uh, in ministry with her and walk with her through her first year of interning, uh, using a lot of the, the lessons that I learned from my year interning. And uh, now she's home to raise some support, and she's going to come back for two years as a resident. So I guess I'm doing something right because they're coming back. So, um, but yeah, please pray for Sky too if you think about it as we raise support. So. Um, yeah, I would love to, uh, I, I really am excited to be here today, and I, I'm excited to share this video with you guys. Uh, Ty going to Taiwan was not really on my radar, but since I've been there, God has just, my, my, my heart has just fallen in love with Taiwan and the people there, and I am so happy that I'm there. Um, this first year where I was actually in a position of ministry, I'm, I'm doing a four-year uh, associateship, so it's a four-year term with the Christian and Missionary Alliance and Envision, um, and I'm considered an international worker, so uh, I, I'm, I raise full support to be there, and Gateway family, you guys have been awesome in supporting me, so thank you for that. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be actually leaving on Tuesday, so I'm almost done with my time here in Minnesota, and uh, today I have a wedding to go to right after church, so that's why this. Um, and so uh, if you want to chat with me, I'll be here for like 20 minutes maybe, and then I'm going to have to jet out. But um, yeah, I'd love to show you this video, and then uh, yeah, we'll connect a little bit more. There's a darkness all around us. There's complacency, fatherlessness, shame, guilt, even a void of purpose among many Taiwanese living in Ximin. We're located in the 1040 window, with less than 3% claiming to be evangelical Christian. That means 23 million people are facing a hopeless eternity without the Father's love. But in the midst of all this darkness, all this hopelessness, a light has shown. That light is Jesus. He's chosen to let his light shine through the aroma. Since 2008, Chris and Jamie, along with a whole host of other people, have come together, shining light, fighting complacency, and creating spaces where people can enter into the family of God, have longing satisfaction, feel connected, and ultimately smell, become, and spread the aroma. Our first step is the coffee shop. We've created a brand that's been recognized all over Taipei and have received many positive reviews. Currently, about 65 people a day come through the doors of the Aroma Coffee Shop. That's 65 chances to share the gospel, 65 chances for people to smell the aroma of Christ. 
As people are drawn to the aroma, we invite them to come to church, but not just any church. Our community of 80 people meet in the coffee shop on Sundays. We have small groups throughout the week, and we set out from our space to share God's love with people out in the streets. Through these life-on-life activities and many different conversations that happen in a hundred different ways, people begin to become the aroma of Christ. Families are restored, addictions are broken, people find hope. Our aromans learn to be intentional with loving coworkers and friends. Our final step is to impart God's love, empower others to walk in it, and deploy them to go out and spread the aroma themselves. This happens through teams and internships that come through our work with Envision. We're longing to see these people and many others actively involved in missions and missional living. Our long-term goal is to be able to raise up Taiwanese to go out themselves, opening other coffee shops, planting other churches, spreading God's love all over Taiwan and the rest of the world. Howard had experienced the grind of a tough family life, a difficult job, and a lack of satisfaction in life. He first started coming to the Aroma because someone who had visited his restaurant invited him to coffee talk on a Friday night. Shortly after, he started coming to church services, attending small groups, and being a part of our Action for Jesus ministry. Howard recently chose to follow Jesus and got baptized in March of 2016. He's oozing with God's love and looking for ways to share that Aroma life with family, friends, and others beyond the walls of the Aroma community. At the Aroma, we have this sense that the journey's just begun. We believe there are hundreds, maybe thousands more people who want to smell, become, and spread the Aroma here in Taiwan. We want you to become a full partner with us. In 1 Samuel chapter 30, verses 23 through 25, the Bible is clear that those who stay and those who go have an equal share in God's kingdom. Taiwan needs God's revival. One specific way for us is to open up 30 more coffee shop churches. Would you consider becoming a full partner in the gospel? Your prayers and financial partnership make a huge difference. Sign up for our newsletter to hear more. Even a monthly pledge of $25 makes a huge difference. Let's join together. Let's be full partners in the gospel so that more people can smell, become, and spread the aroma. One of, uh, one of the residents at our site, that's a two-year commitment, made that video for us. He's our, kind of our resident video guy, um, no pun intended. And so, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he made that video for us, and uh, like you heard, 30 coffee shop churches. Um, I have a very ambitious team leader, uh, but it's exciting that he has that vision to continue to spread the aroma of Christ. Um, that's, like you heard in the video, that's the name of our coffee shop in our church. And that comes from 2 Corinthians 2.14, being the aroma of Christ to those that are saved and those that are perishing. And the reality is, in Taiwan, there are many, many, many people perishing every day that don't know who Jesus is. Taiwan actually is only about 3% evangelical Christian, like you heard in the video, um, which we did the math recently recently, and that's about 720,000 people. Um, so uh, you, can, you can, out of 24 million, that's a lot of people that don't know who Jesus is. So there's definitely still a, a need for people to be there for us to spread the aroma. 
And uh, it's a tough place. It's a very spiritually dark place. Uh, they're, they're pretty, they're pretty um, developed. But, uh, and so on the, on the onset, when you get there, it's beautiful. It's an island. The people are very friendly. But there's a, a very dark spiritual undertow uh, right underneath that. And it, it's very difficult living there. So I, I mean it when I say this prayer thing is, is serious and, and awesome. And uh, I wouldn't be probably standing here today um, if it wasn't for God's grace and mercy and people praying for me. Um, so thank you for the prayers that you've given me. Thanks for the support. Uh, you guys are partnering with us um, as you support me, so I, I just thank you so much for that. Uh, this morning I want to talk about fruit. I, uh, I've been recently really impacted by John 15. I love John 15, um, which talks about the vine and the branches. And so we're going we're gonna to dig in a little bit this morning um, about uh, talking about the vine and the branches and about fruit, uh, namely spiritual fruit. And uh, as I was preparing to share, um, looking at John 15, I actually came across another verse, and uh, I wanted, I was really challenged by this in kind of a new way um, as it relates to John 15. So I wanted to share that verse. It's actually Matthew 7, 15 through 20. And uh, oh yeah, I got this little clicky guy. Thanks, Nick. Sorry, or Nate. Sorry about that. All right, ready, go. So Matthew 7.15 says, Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they're ferocious wolves. By their fruit you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut off and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit you will recognize them. So I don't know about you guys, um, I, but when I read this, uh, I sometimes automatically go inward focused. And I think, Ugh, am I producing good fruit or bad fruit? That's, that's, that's my go-to right away. But read, let's read it quickly again. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they're ferocious wolves. By their fruit you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs uh, from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit but a bad tree bears bad fruit. I noticed something here, and it caught my attention for the first time. Um, I thought, wow, is this message, Jesus, about the fruit or about the tree that's bearing the fruit? What is the focus that I'm supposed to have when I'm looking at this? And uh, it got me to thinking, and I thought about, man, in ministry, I, it, you know, we're, we're called to bear fruit. That's the whole idea. We're going out so we can tell people about Jesus and bear fruit, right? Um, but man, how often am I caught between this idea of what it means to bear fruit naturally and try to manufacture it on my own? And so when I looked at this, I thought, yes, yes, we can tell that people are a certain way, good or bad, by the fruit they bear. But the thing that caught my attention was a, a good tree bears good fruit and a bad tree bears bad fruit. So is it, really about, is it really about the fruit, or is it about the tree that I'm connected to? And so that really, that really, uh, that really challenged me. Um, I think a lot of us, maybe even now you're thinking, you're, you're maybe having like fruit anxiety, like thinking about, oh, what kind of fruit am I bearing? Um, but again, like we're losing the point, we're losing the focus. It's not about, it's not about the fruit that I'm bearing, you know? And I even, I even started like looking up what's the difference between, you know, the manufactured like huge honey crisp apples that we have and like these little dusty ones, you know, that you find on the back 40 on some natural apple tree, you know? Um, and the difference between those two 
and that analogy broke down, so I didn't go with it. But, uh, <laughs> but if we're having fruit anxiety, what do we do? I, I've, I've kind of knocked it down to two things. The first thing that we should do is check our connection point. Where is our branch connected to? Are we connected to a good tree or a bad tree? Uh, or we focus on our fruit or lack thereof. We ponder how we might be able to manufacture a better product. And so my challenge is, which, which do you find yourself in? Far too often I know I find myself in number two. I'm focusing on my fruit. And what can I do to my fruit? Especially in ministry. Man, everybody's eyes are on you. All the, all the checks are coming in to make sure that you're taken care of over in Taiwan. And so a lot of times my first thought is, is my fruit looking good? Like, did I wax it up? Like, is it going to be ready for sale? Are people going to think this is delicious looking? Um, but that's not the focus. That shouldn't be the focus. But oftentimes it is because we want to take that into our own hands and try to control what's happening in and through us. But I have good news. No matter what we do, the fruit we bear has nothing to do with us. The fruit I bear has nothing to do with me. No matter how hard I try to build better programs or organize or restructure small groups or read on how to enhance worship music or recraft the gospel in a way that I think it might be more digestible to people that I'm sheepishly sharing with, my attempts at manufacturing good fruit are pretty much in vain. And I experienced this firsthand this year when I was in Taiwan. Um, again, I'm missionary, right? I'm supposed to be bearing fruit. And so I'm working hard to try to figure out how to do that. Uh, but um, also at the same time, I, I'm not totally trying to just bear my own fruit. I am tapping into the vine and saying, Jesus, wow, John 15, this is impacting me. Remain in me and I'll remain in you. Okay, God, what does that look like? like I want to live that out practically. So what does that mean for me? Well, the first thing that it means is just listening. I just need to listen for the Holy Spirit. Um, listen to what he's saying to me. And uh, one of the first um, examples that I want to share with you guys today, a, a really cool testimony of something that happened last year, is actually um, about that guy Howard that you saw in the video. So I met Howard back in 2013 when I, when I did my internship in Taiwan. And Howard uh, grew up in a Buddhist family and wanted nothing to do with Jesus, wanted nothing to do with becoming a Christian, and he was very vocal about that. He came to our coffee shop to practice English. He even came to church to practice English. We have bilingual services, but he wanted nothing to do with being a Christian, which if you're a missionary, that's just like a challenge. Like, okay, all right. You said it, so I'm going after it. Um, so I, I, just started, I just started praying for him. Uh, and then one day, I'll never forget this, I'm sitting in church. We have church in the second floor of our coffee shop. Um, it's not big. There's 80 people that go to our church, and we have to have two services. So you can get an idea of how small it is. So we're sitting there, and uh, I'm listening to the service, and I look over, and Howard's sleeping, which he normally is during the service sleeping. And I really feel strongly the Holy Spirit say to me, Howard's going to become a Christian soon. You need to pray for him. And I was just like, Whoa okay, God, that seems like it came out of left field, um, but all right, I'm going to start praying for him more than I was praying for him before. So every time we had a meeting, um, I would say at the end of the meeting, hey, we got to make sure we pray for Howard. I really feel strongly that he's going to become a Christian soon. Um, and, and, and when I thought about it on my own, I'd be praying for him. Um, and, you know, there were times when I was praying for him, I'll be honest, I felt like, God, is this a dead end? Like, am I just praying to the ceiling and hoping that it's getting somewhere? Like, I don't know, you know, I, I don't know. But again, it's not about me manufacturing the fruit. I just was trusting, like, okay, God, you told me to pray, so I'm gonna pray. Um, 
And actually, a cool thing happened. Surprise, he started asking more questions and wanted to know more about what does it mean to be a Christian? And I don't really like what happened with Job. Why is God so mean? What's going on with Job? And uh, believe it or not, Job was the thing um, that the story that we were able to use to present the gospel to him. And uh, not long after that initial, hey, Holy Spirit telling me Howard's going to become a Christian, um, I was able to pray with him to receive Christ. And he's a Christian now, and he's coming to our church, and he got baptized like you saw. So yeah, really awesome. Really awesome. And the part I love the most about that story is I did nothing. Like, I was not manufacturing anything. I wasn't trying to, you know, to tell him some sort of fancy message or anything, anything like that. I was just being available and obedient and saying, okay, God, I'm supposed to pray for him. I'm going to pray for him. It doesn't feel like it's going anywhere, but I'm just going to keep praying for him. And then, and then God did all the work. And I, I don't know why, but I, I'm, I still get surprised by that. And it's because it, it's not about the fruit that, I, that I'm trying to manufacture. It's about the tree I'm connected to and what he's doing in and through me. Uh, Fast, so that was back in October of last year. Fast forward to a, a May, about a month before I came back to the States, and uh, I had another buddy that I was connecting with, Taiwanese guy, spoke very little English, I speak very little Chinese, uh, and so that was an interesting interaction from the start. But, uh, but as we were connecting, he, one day we were hanging out at McDonald's. McDonald's is the, the, the hangout place in Taiwan. Uh, McDonald's is like Applebee's for us, so if you can imagine that, it's like, yeah, let's go to McDonald's. Dress up and go to McDonald's. So we, we go to McDonald's, and we're sitting there having some ice cream, and uh, he asks the million-dollar question, why are you in Taiwan? And so I was like, all right, there we go. That's the starter. So here's why I'm in Taiwan. And uh, through, uh, through a couple other interactions, I come to find out that he actually practices, practices the occult. And, and, and studies the occult. And uh, that's, a, that's a pretty normal thing in Taiwan. That's not that odd. Um, but that really, that really sobered me up and made me go, wow, this is like, I'm not you know, rubbing sticks together anymore. This is a fire. And, and what do I do with this? You know, Like, God, what do I do with this? Um, but then in that moment, I realized God was whispering to me, hey, you seem to remain in me. Like, don't worry about this. Like, that's not a I can handle that, you know? Um, and wow, did God handle that. Like, I, maybe through three other conversations that I had with my buddy, um, his name is Sam's, with an S, uh, his, his English name. We had these amazing conversations that transcended language, like the Holy Spirit must have been there because I'm with, through my broken Chinese and Google Translate trying to communicate to him, and he's getting it. And I'm even, I'm a teacher, I'm checking for comprehension, and he's getting it. And so I was like, Okay, good, let's keep going. And uh, same thing, before I knew it, here he was saying, I want to be a Christian. I, wanna, I want this life. And so um, he, a cool thing about, about Sam's, he's very in tune with the spiritual realm. Um, he told me about how when he grew up, uh, his dad practiced practice tarot card reading and all these things, and he was very aware of all the evil spirits around him. And some of those evil spirits, they were even encouraged to worship. And so I'll never forget when he said the first time he came to our church, he, he turned to me and he said, I know that something's different here because there's a good spirit in this place. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like, God, I can't believe how much I take for granted the reality of the spiritual realm and what you're doing in the spiritual realm, and how people in other places are very aware of it, much more than I am. And so even that, like that had nothing to do with me, you know? That was all God revealing himself to him in such a, such a 
such a unique way that that, that was how God was going to reveal himself to him. Um, and, and he said some other cool things. One of the other amazing things he said to me once that just kind of knocked me off my feet was, I asked him, oh, he, he said, I want to get baptized. So, so he received Christ too, by the way. That's not a small thing. He also received Christ, which is awesome. And, uh, and then he goes, he says to me one day, I want to be baptized. I was like, okay. And this guy reads like it's going out of style. Like I gave him a Chinese English Bible. He's already through the New Testament. He wants to read the whole Bible before he gets baptized in August. Uh, he says the Old Testament's kind of boring. So I said, well, we'll work together on that. Um, but uh, he, he, he comes to me with these things where I'm just like, there's, this is only by the Holy Spirit that you know this because you did not grow up in the Christian culture that I grew up in where that was such a foundation of what I learned and how I grew up and, and even how our, our you know, judicial system works and all that. That's nothing like in Taiwan. He's saying things to me that I know are coming from the Holy Spirit because it sounds like something that I would have a conversation with an another, another American Christian about. So it's awesome to hear this. And one day he said, during the baptism conversation, I said, why do you want to get baptized? Well, because I love Jesus. I said, okay, cool. Why do you love Jesus? And he said, because he loved me first and I didn't have to do anything to earn that love. And uh, he said that his dad, um, his dad died when he was a kid. Ah, sorry. Um, His dad died when he was a kid. And uh, he, he said, um, he has kind of like a godfather, that's what he said, not really godfather, but um, his, his godfather uh, makes dumplings. A lot of people are self-employed in Taiwan and, and do a lot of businesses like that. Um, and uh, he said, all my life, I've been trying to <clears throat> gain my father's love and uh, do things to please him, and, and it just turns up empty. And he still doesn't love me and still doesn't love me. And then I come and I meet Jesus, and he just loves me. No questions asked. And I just thought, oh my gosh, God, how come I, yeah, right? How come I miss that all the time? I'm so busy over here shining my fruit. That stinks anyway. And uh, God's doing these amazing things, and I'm not even, you know, I'm just, yeah, like, it's so much more about being present in that connection point, you know, where, that, where, where us, the branch, is connected to the tree and remaining in him and he remains in us. And I read this great book. I blogged about it recently too because I just love this image. I read this really good book called Building a Discipling Culture. And uh, it's written by a guy named Mike Breen. Really, really good if you get a chance to read it. Um, but he talks about uh, the vine and the branches. And he uses this great illustration. He says, fruit does not work to be produced. It's not like a grape sits on the vine and goes and becomes a grape. You know, like that doesn't happen. Fruit naturally produces because it's connected to the vine. That's a natural byproduct of being connected to the vine. So I I love that picture. I think um, that's something that all of us can take and, and, and remember. Like, it's not about me trying so hard to manufacture fruit. If I'm connected to the vine, that's gonna flow naturally out of me. The ministry that I'm involved in, the small group I'm leading, man, when you're bogged down, and I get it, I, I'm in Taiwan, and I don't speak the language, and I don't really always like the food, and then when I try to speak the language, people look at me like, what are you gibberish saying to me? Because I'm, I'm horrible at it. Um, that's discouraging, you know, but even in those moments, I just, I have to go back to that very simple reality, remain in me, and I'll remain in you. <clears throat> uh, John 15, 5 says, I'm the vine, and you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. 
love, love, love this verse. It really takes a lot of the pressure off, doesn't it? Just like, just remain. Just remain in me. Uh, and that's been my year. Um, being in Taiwan, it's not about the interns that I'm mentoring or that I have some well-crafted plan of attack when I, when I connect with people. I don't because I get a lot of funny looks when I try to speak Chinese. Um, the fruit was not produced by me. As I stayed connected to the vine, securely in the middle in that connection point between the branch and the tree, I watched as God produced that fruit. It wasn't about me, and it's still not really about me, you know, um, but it's awesome to be a part of that. Small groups, worship services, good administration. I'm learning these are all great parts of discipleship it's, and, and using your gifts the way that God created you to go out and do ministry, but they should never precede remaining in the vine. That should always be the first thing. And so, um, yeah, if I can take one thing away from what I learned this year in Taiwan, uh, it's, it's to remain, to continue to remain. Um, if you'll, if you'll continue to pray for our team, uh, we have a team of about 12, and that's mixed with people from the States and Taiwanese, um, and a church of about 80. And we're going through a lot of pruning right now, actually, speaking of vine and branches. Uh, we're, we're, we're experiencing some pruning, and it's good. It's a really good thing for our, our community, I think. Um, but please be praying for us. Uh, we're going through a 90-day plan right now to kind of revamp a lot of our leadership structure and our ministry structure. It's very interesting to have a church and a coffee shop connected together and then this mission training organization underneath trying to support it. Um, we, we have a lot of really good days and we have a lot of these days. So uh, yeah, please continue to pray for us. It's so awesome to see people um, continually coming in and smelling the aroma of Christ as they come into that community. And like I said about Sam's, they literally come in and realize there's a different spiritual atmosphere here, even maybe more than we do sometimes. Um, and then they become the aroma when they come to church and they become, they become Christians, and then they spread the aroma. Um, we've got lots of friends that are, we had a friend that just came back from Kenya. She was doing mission work there. Um, we have another friend that's in YWAM right now, Taiwanese girl. Um, so it's really been awesome to see this progression, see this vision that God gave our team leader of smell become and spread the aroma. So please continue to pray for us. Uh, I would love to see a team from Gateway come out and visit. Uh, I'm, the, I'm the go-to guy for the teams and internships, so if you're interested, just an email away. So um, I also have cards here. I would love to hear from you guys. Uh, I, I've gone digital. I'm sorry. I don't have a, a, a mailing address on my card, but if you go to, there's a little at the top of the card, the top left-hand corner, there's a uh, web address, and that's my website, and you can email me directly there. I would love to put you on my mailing list for my blogs. Uh, I know I'm a little long-winded on my blogs, so I'm trying to be a little better about that. Uh, but yeah, I would love it if you guys would keep up with me. That's where I do a lot of my communication back home just to let people know what's going on and, and how to pray for us. So thank you guys so much for letting me come and speak this morning. I went a little fast, but uh, yeah, I just really, it's so good to be home. Um, I was home this month kind of unexpectedly. I, I was at the Life Conference, the youth conference in Kansas City, uh, working, uh, working there actually, recruiting for more Envision interns and teams. So uh, I, I'm actually leaving on Tuesday, so almost, almost out, uh, but it's been a great month home, and I'm so happy to be able to come home and worship and, and be together with the church family, with the youth. I used to volunteer with the youth. It's so great to see some of you guys. If I didn't catch you before church, please come say hi to me before, before I leave, because I'd love to see you guys and just say hi. So um, yeah, can we, yeah. we pray quick or... Stay right here. Awesome.
is, uh, this is what I'd like to do in, in closing. And this wasn't scripted or anything like that. But I'm going to ask the team, the, the team that, that was, was playing, if they'll just come, if, if, if they are here. So this, like I said, wasn't on script, but they're ready to, to, to play. And there's a song that we sang in, in the set, and it's, it's uh, He is Stronger. It's titled Stronger. And uh, as Jesse was sharing, I, I was thinking, well, that's what it's about. He's, he's stronger than, than our own self-effort. And if we just tie in and, and, and we're, we're the branches, he's the vine. And, and let's uh, be encouraged by that. And let's pray for Jesse, all right? So I want to close by praying for him. So I'm going to ask Pastor Joel to come. And uh, grab that mic, if you will, Joel. And uh, we're going to move this cool. over here. Here's what we want to do. If in your heart you just, you know Jesse, and, and you want to come and stand with Jesse just to, to, just to say to him, I'm going to pray for you. I'm gonna, you're going you're gonna to be, be on my heart. I'm going to take that card. And, and I'm going to pray. If I don't know what to pray, I'm going to pray Colossians 1, 9 through 12. And, and you can count on me to pray for you. Maybe not every single day, but once a week. I mean, can you imagine once a week just pouring out your heart to pray for Jesse? All right? And I'm going to commit to that. All right? And I'm going to put my hand on Jesse, and I'm going to say, Jesse, I commit to that. All right? I know Pastor Joel. He prays for you all the time. So just step one step forward, guys. And then if you feel led, come on up, all right? We're going to sing this song. He's stronger. And then after that, we're going to pray for Jesse, all right? So let's sing this song. His love that came for us Humble to a sinner's cross You broke my shame and sinfulness Rose again, Victoria. Faithfulness, none can deny. Through the storm and through the fire, there is truth that sets me free. Jesus Christ. Stand with me if you will. You stand. are stronger. Sing it out to the you Lord. are stronger. Sin is broken. You have saved me. It is written. Christ is risen. Jesus, you are Lord of all. You are stronger. You are stronger. Sin is broken. You have saved Pastor Joel, if you'll just kind of lead this time of prayer. There may be some folks here who want to just lift up a prayer to the Lord. Jesse, just look around here. I mean, you just, you got people right here behind you. There's, 
and obviously people out here in front. So on the side, in the front, behind you, you're, you're covered with prayer. So go ahead, Joel. When we sent Jesse away a couple of years ago, I told everybody, this is our kid. And um, he's our kid. And I want to see more people from our church do that. We have young people in our church who have dedicated their lives to doing the same thing you're doing, Jesse. And you're the, you're the leader, you're the example to them. Thanks for your heart. Thanks for sharing your vision, your dream. And you know that Gateway's got your back. Let's pray. Lord, what an incredible opportunity we have to impact people in Taiwan. And we're a small church in Elk River, Minnesota. But we're going to send people around the world to share the good news of Jesus Christ. And guys like Sam's are going to be in heaven. And we're going to have opportunities to sit down and have coffee with him. And to thank him for saying yes to you and, and give him the opportunity to thank us for sending people from our church. Lord, we talk about Acts 1-8 and being a church that lives that out. Keep that in front of us. Lord, as we pray for Jesse and as we remember him, as you bring him to our thoughts daily, weekly, monthly, Lord, through your Holy Spirit, reveal to us where he's struggling, where he needs help. And may we uphold him in prayer. Lord, may you prompt us to do the things we need to do to keep Jesse connected to the vine so that his fruit that is good is from you Amen. and not from him. Thank you, Jesus, for this incredible opportunity to worship you today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.